Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 26, the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's got Casey, Joy, and MBG with me this week. Going to kick it off this week with a little spring football talk. I think uh, I'm pretty sure we've all had our spring game. Uh, Casey, did you get a chance to check you guys out during your spring game? I did just a little bit. You know, new offensive coordinator, just trying to figure it out. And you're missing the big question mark for Clemson is on the, on the, outside with the wide receivers and i think i'm not sure if any of the projected starters actually played so the offense looked fine of course your quarterback throws a a interception and he's the worst thing ever and they need to go find somebody new and you know it's all the same talk at clemson but yeah it, it was exciting to see them play football it was great and i thought there was a lot of bright spots and as always defense way ahead of the offense well, you guys have the young kid, right? Who's, I mean, he's supposed to be really good. Who's going to be starting yeah, this year? Kate Klubnik, yeah. Yep. Joy, what about you? Um, I, if I'm being really honest, I didn't really watch much of the LSU spring game. Um, I had higher priorities. I know that that's hard to believe, but I did. Um, life happened. I'm just trying to figure out what they would be, but yeah, what possibly could have happened? Did you get married? Or... I had forty. You had hours a kid. I had 48 hours to buy a car, so I had. Oh, there. Okay, that's fair. Oh, life priorities, not like more fun <laughs> things to do. No, not more fun. I would have 100 percent rather. I did catch a lot of the highlights. Obviously, um, I'm feeling really good. I mean, we had two phenomenal quarterbacks. Our receivers are still pretty solid. I mean, I'm not. I'm not super stressed. I mean, if you can build off last year, making it to the SEC championship, I'm pretty hopeful of what's to come this year. So, all right, MBG, how's Utah State looking? Well, we didn't have a spring game because we had too many people enter the portal at the last minute and too many injuries. So, we had a spring <laughs> practice that everybody got to go see. They didn't have enough players to really uh, fill in all the spots. So, we had a nice spring practice. I'm told it went fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm thinking we might make the playoffs this year based on what I'm told happened at spring practice. So I am very optimistic, like always, in April. So, MBG, what I love about this is when you and I talk, I feel like UVA is big time. It's the only time I feel that way. I'm, talking <laughs> I'm like, oh, we had a game. We actually had a different team. <laughs> Yeah, so we, I mean, look, this year in the ACC, most pundits are uh, predicting Virginia, Virginia Tech to finish 13th and 14th in some order. So, but I will say, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but it's actually very positive. My over-under on wins went from two and a half to four and a half after the spring game. I think I, I felt good about this quarterback we brought in, and it seems like we've got guys buying into Tony Elliott's uh, system, which I think he just had a rough time with that last year because especially offensively, we had a lot of guys coming back from an offense that put up a ton of points and he put in a whole new system. And I think it, it was just rough going. So we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, the brightest spot, I'll be honest with you, is that our former quarterback who transferred to NC state through a pick six in his spring game. So that, that made me feel better about everything for some reason, which is, I know is a lame way to think about it, but you know, when you're an ACC bottom feeder, you got to take what you can get. So that's, that's where petty I am. is as petty does, right? Yeah, so actually, and I, look, I like Armstrong, but at least at least made me feel like some of the issues were on him last year and not just on the staff or on the uh, scheme we're putting in. Rumor has it your UVA is going to get a four-star safety transfer from Clemson here. I I think we stuff. are in the mix. We yes, yeah, so Elliot's actually done really well in the portal so far although we did have one amusing portal story that will i'll go into a little bit of my genius of the week so i'll save that one um but yeah the the clemson guy everybody's super excited about well especially because apparently Dabo and the staff are actually trying to facilitate that move to virginia i know he's such a bad guy trying to place his guys in 
better situations. Not not all coaches do that. That might come up later in the podcast as well. <laughs> no, they don't help. They don't help transfers. All right. Well, we'll see. I'll have to listen. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of teasers. Lots of teasers lined up today. All right. Before we get to genies of the week, I thought we'd do another mailbag question this week. It's been fun, so I thought we'd run it back. We have another question. I mean, fast, Chad. It's it's tough. I don't want to go to the well too often. But his questions are so good that I feel like compelled to go back to him a lot. So uh, this one is, I've always heard that Nick Saban is a huge Spice Girls fan. What's the one band or song that each of you are too embarrassed to admit liking? Casey, you want to start us off? No. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, because uh, it's embarrassing. I thought long and hard on this, and I think I'm a closet uh, emo, not emo. What's it called? EMD. What electric music? Electric EDM. E- you, oh, could, EDM you could not band. sound older. Right yeah, now. I mean, <laughs> or, or more in the closet. <laughs> I was told not to make who's laugh this week. So, MG, you know, <laughs> he'd caution. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I went out to Vegas, like, I don't know, five years ago, seven years ago with a buddy of mine, not knowing that I was in this closet. And I asked him, I'm like, we're not going to the clubs or anything. Right. And he's like, no, absolutely not. We'll go to the bars. We'll go to, you know, whatever sports books, man. You know, next thing I know it's 1130. I'm standing in line to go to club excess and at the win. And I'm watching this guy, Pierce Fulton, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go with this uns, uns, uns stuff. It was amazing. It was the best thing ever. And so, like, when no one's in the car, I'll go turn on, like, uh, serious XM. I'm not I, – I don't do the, the, this stuff with my hands and stuff. <laughs> and, like, and, I, I want you to do a whole episode with a pacifier in your mouth. Just <laughs> – <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I dance in the car now to it. I'll throw on. I don't even know the names of the people, so I couldn't come up with a specific name or, or group or anything. I've done Pierce Fulton and Alvin Risk. Look them up, people. I will. I don't know if they're even still doing their thing, but this, Alvin this Risk did stuff, a Legend man. of Zelda thing. It's amazing. I don't know if anyone's going to talk that. I'm too embarrassed to admit no, that. No, don't be embarrassed. I love it, man. All right, Joy. <laughs> I'm sorry. We can cut this if we can cut this section, but I just have to ask MBG what the, is in the background of this right now. No, to your right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> they look like they would be at an EMD. Oh, that looks comfortable. It yeah. does. The fluorescent it would glow in the MBG dark. Has some kind of huggy in the background. I don't. I don't know. Uh... And a bright pink <laughs> mirror. Speaking of closets, maybe MBGs in his. <laughs> okay, my mine are actually like kind of football related. The two songs that I am obsessed with, I love Rocky Top and I love Dixieland Delight. I know, I know, I know. When I go to Alabama, I will literally sing Dixieland Delight except where they say FLSU. And I think Rocky Top is so catchy. I... I love them both, and it's that's I mean like burn me at the stake, I guess SEC fans, but I I really like them. I enjoy them. I listen to them in my spare time. I'm so. with you on the Rocky Top thing. That was very <laughs> catchy when it was on ES EA Sports College Football 2010 when it first came out. I was like, I'm picking Tennessee just so I hear that song. Yeah, they're yeah. good. They're good. All right, MBG, what you got? I know MBG has some eclectic taste in music, so I'm, I'm interested wait. to hear this one. <laughs> well, so I thought of two songs that if they come on the radio, you can't turn them off. I'm going to guess. Can I guess? I know what I'm well, <laughs> well, I'm not going to use that one because a while ago I said I'm about to tweet about Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. I'm not going to say that one, <laughs> but that that's is not embarrassing. Yeah, that's <laughs> not embarrassing. <laughs> okay, so the other one is... Whoop! There it is, by tag team. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody one. changes. Nobody changes the station from Whoop! There it is. I, you can laugh, but when it comes on, nobody changes the station. If you say you do, you're lying. And you can't not sing it, right? I mean, exactly. you have to. Be singing, yeah. Right. So Whoop! There it is, by tag team. The other one maybe is a little more obscure, but it's fantasy. The fantasy remix by Mariah Carey with ODB. Oh yeah, you ODB. can't turn that one off either. That's not embarrassing at all. Anything with ODB is a banger. So yeah, yeah I don't think you need to be embarrassed about that. 
So those are the two tag team <laughs> Whoop there it is and Mariah Carey. <laughs> I just like that you remembered it's my tag team. That's the most impressive part of that. Well, isn't that like the beginning of the song? Tag team back again? Uh, well, team that's a good point. Yeah. How can you forget? <laughs> that's my bad. <laughs> the sound of disgust in your voice just now. <laughs> it used to be me. Like, now it's you. How can you forget his tag team? Um, so I like to pretend that I've got really cool eclectic taste in music. And uh, it's a little bit borne out by the posters I had on my wall my first year in college. Um, two of them, I think, were super cool. And the third one is just embarrassing as hell. So I had a Beastie Boys poster. I had a Public Enemy poster. And I had a Huey Lewis in the News poster. Oh, <laughs> I used to have that tape. Four? Uh, doesn't even know who Huey Lewis in the News is. I, I literally have zoned out of this conversation. <laughs> Are you listening to Rocky Top? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Huey Lewis, so, of course. So Huey Lewis, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was big, like in the mid-80s, kind of late, mid to late 80s, I guess. You know, Hip he had a big square. Hip to be square, he had a big theme song. Wasn't he the Back to the Future theme song, right? Wasn't yeah. that Huey Lewis? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, it's it's more, I guess it was more embarrassing. I bought a poster and put the poster up. That's, that's the more embarrassing part of it. Posters oh, were but, the best back in the day. Oh, my I'd God, spent yeah. hours looking at those things. Um, yeah. Like, Yep. Which one am I going to get at the flea market? <laughs> I have no memory of buying that poster, but I remember it being on the wall. Um, all right, good stuff. So we'll probably we'll probably keep doing this at least during the off season until things start picking up a little bit, and maybe even after uh, the season starts because I think this is fun. All right, that brings us to our next segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, someone who did something particularly dumb in the last week. We'll take a vote and see who wins. Our last vote was two weeks ago. We had a historically close vote. My nominee, Texas fans, got 27.5% of the vote, followed by Joy's nominee, Lincoln Riley, with 27.1%. I don't know that we're ever going to have one closer than that. So I'm now in the lead with four wins. Joy and Casey have three apiece. We have now completed 10 full votes in MVG. <laughs> You're going to get on the board here sooner or later, man. I can feel it. Uh, Russell think- Westbrook of, of Goats GOT, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Casey, who, who are you picking this week? Man, I literally racked my brain because I was going to go the MBG route and say that I'm the go. Uh, now, why do I keep saying go? Well, I'm the genius of the week because of last week was basically all, all our loyal listeners. It was because of me that we didn't do the show. I'm going to give Joy a pass on this because some, but my genius of the week is actually the cable guy who cut the fiber line. You ready for bougie guys? For That cut the entire internet from the island in which I live on. So I don't know what how you do that. I'm not that smart to know how you do that. But I literally took out all of the internet. I went out Thursday night. We're going to record to the beach because I could pick up Hilton Head's internet with a lantern. It was my lantern, and I'm showing it here. Mm-hmm. Lego man. <laughs> it's I very high tech. I had my microphone, I had my computer, and I set everything up, and I felt like I had a decent signal, and then I heard, like, chomping behind me, and it's dark out here, like, dark, dark, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to go, because I had both, <laughs> I had two cell phones with, with with lights shining, couldn't see anybody, but Cable Guy, you ruined our show last week, <laughs> I'm sorry to the audience, couldn't do Wednesday because of the internet, couldn't do Thursday. So we're back this week, but Cable Guy, you're my genius of the week. It was nice, though. We got some uh, tweets on Friday asking us where the show was, so that was kind of cool. It was great. It yeah, was great. it was awesome. And you took the blame, so it was even better. It's, it's my fault, yeah. <laughs> All right, Joy, who do you have this week? My genius of the week is Morgan Wallen. If you've been paying attention, you know that I mean, who's an MBG? I know y'all haven't been paying attention because y'all don't even really know who Morgan Wallen is. Oh, no, I was the one who knew who he was. I know. Oh, you did. Casey and MBG don't know. Sorry, who's? My bad. You did know who it was. I listen who's to good music that? like Whoop, There It Is. 
Well, <laughs> you, wouldn't of that. Any, you wouldn't have listened to any Morgan Wallen music on Sunday if you would have bought tickets to a show because three minutes before his show, he posted a letter to his fans on the screens at the arena that said that he had lost his voice and that he was unable to perform from Saturday night's show. Not long afterwards, it came out that his security team had actually lost him on Saturday night. So maybe his security team's a genius of the week. They all just lump them all together. Had lost him and he went out and got so intoxicated that he was still drunk all day Sunday. And when he got to the show, they actually had to escort him via ambulance to a hospital so he could have his stomach popped. So he had all these people. I'm not even going to get into the amount of fans that have posted, how much money they spent on tickets. But so I mean, you're, post, <laughs> that, that is the best post. I mean, if you spend $216 on your husband's outfit and it looks like it came from Walmart, I don't know, learn to shop better. But anyway, <laughs> sign up for another day. But I just think if you're a professional and you know that people have spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go to your show, I don't know, maybe don't go get blackout drunk in Oxford, Mississippi. I know there's not much else to do in Oxford, but you know, you did have a, a loyalty to these people. So shout out to you if you were smart and bought the Saturday night tickets. But um, yeah, Morgan Wallen's definitely my genius of the week. All right, MBG, is this the week? Probably not. No, because everybody's going to vote for Morgan Wallen. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Don't do this whole pity thing again. It didn't work last time. It's not going to work now. So in my, in my attempt to win this week, my failed attempt to win this week. Oh we talked God. about <laughs> we talked about spring games this this week, and my genius of the week are the spring game evaluators, people who overreact to what happens in a spring game. I think since we last did a show, we had a like for example, Florida, Nebraska, Alabama. Those teams come to mind that their message boards were just pessimistic as as could be about um, how terrible their seasons were going to be because of what they saw in the spring game um, whether it was the quarterback offensive line or who it was based on what they saw in a spring game against themselves with probably a limited playbook against you know not a full arsenal of uh, or not a full lineup and they're already predicting a disaster of a season. I think I saw even one guy on Twitter was saying that Alabama looks so bad that they were going to go seven and five. Okay, Alabama's, Alabama's never going to go seven and five. Okay, I could play quarterback for Alabama, and they would win eight games at least. They've lost and six games like in the last four years, I think. I mean, right. yeah, that, that's possibly an overreaction. <laughs> They may not have looked good in the spring game, but it's impossible to tell. You're playing against yourself. Spring games are designed to look and assess uh, individual positions, not teams or units as a whole. So anybody who got real fired up about their spring game one way or the other is my genius of the week. What if they got real fired up about a spring practice? Hey. <laughs> I think that's joy. a good idea. <laughs> Like me. We're all, I mean, look, Utah State fans are really expecting 12-0. Um, so yeah call us what you want but when it happens i mean you call us actual geniuses when we play when we play lsu in this this national semifinals oh okay it's great too one of us is one and one of us is four one of us is two and one of us is three so which one's ranked higher Yes. He's not worried about ranks. He he's just he just wants to play the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get in the fourth. Get in the dance, right? Yeah. Tyler Buckner may be transferring over to Alabama too, but it apparently according to the message boards, it's bad for team moral. Yeah. <laughs> team moral. That's the one reason why why I posted that post is that Alabama fan what Casey's talking about, there's a post that said that it's bad for team moral. Instead of team morale with an E, it was it was bad for team moral. We don't do the spelling thing. That sounds on brand. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. All right, so, yeah, for my genius of the week, I'm going with player to treat the transfer portal like a dating app. Um, <laughs> it seems to be happening a lot lately, and because I'm petty, I'm going to use an example that's close to home. It's a guy, Cameron Kelly, was a four-star guy out of Chesapeake, Virginia, several years back. Of course, he did not commit to a Virginia school. He committed to Auburn when he came out. Ended up transferring to UNC, went there for four years, and then entered the portal after last season. And in January, committed to UVA. He made it through um, 14 practices and one spring game before entering the portal again. 
and now has committed to Louisville. So he swiped right on his third ACC school in the last four months, which just, I mean, listen, like I'm all for giving players more ability to move and all that good stuff. But like you see, I have three schools in your conference in, in a month or in, you know, a three or four month period, it just starts to get a little crazy. And I can't even keep track of who's on our roster anymore. So I don't know how some of these other schools, again, some of which we will be talking about later are even keeping track of who's on the roster these days. So, so yeah, the, the transfer portal guys who are swiping right over and over, they're my genius of the week. As probably the only person on this podcast that's even used a dating app. Oh, hey. Fast Chad. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, it's not all, but it seems okay. It's a lot harder than it looks. So the portal's easier than online dating. Honestly, I would rather enter the portal at this point in time. I think. <laughs> Entering the portal when you're talking about the dating app probably is a different meeting, is my guess. But. <laughs> yeah. I swipe right like maybe three times in my whole life. <laughs> is right the good way or the bad way? I had to, I had to Google it. <laughs> right is, oh my gosh. Right so is, old. Right I is good. Swipe right, right is, meaning to make yeah, sure that right I was is using interested, it left is not interested. <laughs> just to expose myself here for a second, if the first thing I look for is your height, and if there's not a six in front of it, I swipe left. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, don't all guys put six? I, no, I always tell people I'm six don't. foot tall, and I not- they don't all put six, and if they put six. Usually, I still swipe left because if you just put six foot, you're probably <laughs> so we have to put yeah, seven. Yeah. Like, I really need if it's not six to or higher, you're probably gonna swipe left. If you're restricting your dating pool to seven footers and above, then I think uh, yeah, I didn't say seven footers, six two or above. Oh, six foot even. I got it. I got I it. I need D1 babies. Who's <laughs> yeah, true, true. I don't want kids, <laughs> they're traumatizing. True. All right. Well, on that note, before before we start <laughs> this week's message board posts, we give a quick shout out to College Football Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. Also, we're doing another t-shirt giveaway with Saturday's Count this week. You can find their merch at Saturday'sCount.com. First person to log in with the discount code MBG26 after the podcast drops on Friday can win a shirt from the school of their choice. Saturday's count has the greatest tagline in college football. Only so many Saturdays make them count. All right. So MVG, what do you have lined up for us this week? Well, my first post here is a little bit of a conference realignment post. And I think at least for three of us here, conference realignment is kind of something that we pay attention to. It would be nice to be someone like LSU fan who doesn't have to worry about conference realignment ever um, because you're always going to have a home in the in the sec but um florida state fan seems to be worried about it primarily because they want out of your acc and there was a post by a poster from war chant named dalen knoll 92 which i believe we've had a post of his on here before the name seems familiar to me and and the because i think i mispronounced dalen so what is it casey the land. The land and all 92. And his post is titled Pac-12. He says, why not join the Pac-12? Crazy to me, no one is discussing this as an option. We can become the face of the conference and even play Dion every year. I think if FSU and Clemson join, this would become the premier conference of college football. So I used to would think that this was kind of far-fetched. Uh, ACC schools joining up with the Pac-12. I don't know that it's as far-fetched now as I used to think it was, but what I do think is far-fetched about this post, and tell me if I'm wrong, if that adding Clemson and FSU to the Pac-12, that it would become the premier conference of college football. I see nothing wrong with that statement. Because <laughs> 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 it's all these also-rans in the ACC that are really bringing everybody else down. The Virginia's Virginia Tech weighing you down? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is, I mean, FSU, the whole point of us bringing them to the ACC was for them to be the face of the conference in football, right? And they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. So now, <laughs> like, I, I, I think they just feel like they're a little bit more wanted maybe than 
the reality. And also, I mean, bolting the ACC for the Pac-12 is like trying to put out a fire with gasoline, right? I mean, you're leaving one conference for another conference that's arguably in worse shape right now. So I don't know. It's not crazy that no one has talked about this. I think there's a reason. I could see some kind of merger maybe, but like, I mean, even putting aside the grant of rights thing, yeah, there's no chance that Clemson and Florida State are going to go there. Um, And they're certainly not going to be the premier football conference. Would they even be the number two conference? No. I don't think so, right? Not even close. And and let's let's pretend the grant of rights thing doesn't exist. Like, aren't isn't the Pac-12 having a problem with their TV deal too? Yes, that's what I mean. It's so like, like yeah, you're gonna world. now all of a sudden the ESPN is gonna be like, ooh, thank God we get Clemson and Arizona on a Monday <laughs> night. And I'm like, I, I don't think that's gonna move the dial necessarily. It's yeah. cool. It'd be cool to go see games at Arizona State or Colorado or those places, but there's that East Coast bias for a reason. You're gonna put Clemson, <laughs> Florida State, your two top faces of the AECC out west? Nah, I don't think that works. Plus, mom you know and dad want to see their kids play. Sorry, I can go on this for all, all day. I remember when there was a, a rumor that they were going to the Big 12, and there was like, ooh, I don't know if mom and dad can get to Oklahoma. How about Corvallis, Oregon, or Pullman, Washington? Heck yeah. Yeah, on November, <laughs> at the end of November in Pullman, Washington. It's beautiful. How do you get there? Like, I don't even know how you get there. You fly into Seattle and drive eight hours or something. No, it's not. Know. Are they both Southwest hubs? I don't think so. I don't think. I think a... you'd have to fly into Spokane. I think would be. That's right. Uh, that is the one. Yeah, for Pullman. But Corvallis. Where do you fly in for Corvallis? I have a friend that lives in Corvallis, and I don't know how to get there. You don't. No idea. Portland. <laughs> you just don't get yeah. there. I got it. Sorry. <laughs> Chatty tonight. <laughs> You cable guy, you did this to me. <laughs> All right. So next next post was from Ohio State. Um, and this guy, uh, this was on Bucknuts, and he responded to a quote that Mac Brown had and that he thought was spot on. Apparently, Mac Brown had a quote that said this uh, about college football and the state of college football. It said, we're the NFL. We're the mini NFL. It's just like the NFL. That's bareheaded. We will never see amateurism again. It's gone. I hate it. I thought that's who we are, what college football is. And so this guy, in response to that Mac Brown quote, says, the pay the players crowd helped fuel the end of traditional college football as we know it. Thanks, y'all. The 2020 decision by the Supreme Court trying to appease and go all woke and the conference commissioners selling out tradition and decades of geographical rivalries cemented this terrible transition. I hate it too, Mac. And I picked this out not because, not necessarily because of his frustration with the state of college football, but the fact that he calls the change woke and that he calls the Supreme Court woke, a Supreme Court with Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Thomas, Alito, uh, Barrett, and calls them woke. Because that was a 9-0 Supreme Court decision, right, Hoos? Yeah, it's it's like a historically conservative Supreme Court right now, right? I think woke (laughs) is just code for anything I disagree with at the moment, right? I mean, that's at least on Twitter and message boards, you know, if it's something that pisses you off, it's woke because yeah, that <laughs> I'm pretty sure the political leanings had nothing to do with that decision. I've muted Although, that word on Twitter. So it's wonderful. Oh, did you really? Yeah. You don't uh, hear about all the woke stuff. No. Yeah. Ohio what? state fans really have a problem with this, which is strange that Ohio state fans really at any, I think I've said this before. It's hilarious to me to watch all these premier programs complain about this system now that the players at least have some leeway and some rights to earn some money and um and there's some actual competition maybe there especially when they're getting players that's my point they're all of a sudden whining they're at the top of the totem pole right oh it's always going to be at the top of the totem pole there's nothing for them to be upset about nothing at all i think if anything it's made it more lopsided right i mean i feel like it's harder for like a team like uva to get top recruits now than it was before so if anything, yeah, Ohio State's not the school that should be complaining about this. And by the way, you know, Ohio State fan using y'all. I mean, that threw me off too. So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm they, live the here, they live here. They live here in South oh, okay. Carolina. All right. It's fine. 
They live in Myrtle Beach. It's that's where they are. I do hear you rant about Ohio people living in Mer- in South Carolina all the time. So this is probably the same guy who wanted who said Ryan Day was on the hot seat after they lost to Michigan. Same oh. same group of people. It is. That's him. I think it's actually him. No, no, that was the Deland. No. Same group of people. Well, ha- at least half of their fan base thinks he's on the hot seat. So that's that's, that's a pretty a pretty fair guess. It's just funny to to watch uh, fans of a team like Ohio State complain about the system and the state of college football. Who's it should be me and you complaining about it? Not, well, not only that, not, we'll say this is right in our wheelhouse, right? Like message board poster Supreme Court commentary is a podcast that you and I could do and no one else would listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not only that, but this is, uh, well, I don't want to get too political, but capitalism and uh, earning money off your name, image, and likeness isn't exactly a, uh, a woke idea. <laughs> the rich get richer is not woke. Right? I have an yeah, idea no. for you, too. I have an idea. You guys need to start being fans of Princeton or Harvard with the huge endowments because they're coming, remember? They're That's coming. right. Well, Harvard's going to be taking over college football, if I remember correctly. Pretty soon. Should be. Yeah. Was, wasn't that an Ohio State fan who was worried about that? I'm pretty certain. I think it may have been. Yes. All right. So staying on this theme of fans angry with the system, um, Nebraska had a kid transfer this week. Um, Ernest Hausman was his name. He's a linebacker. Um, he transferred from Nebraska to Michigan. And this really upset uh, this Nebraska poster, North Stadium Insider on Husker Online. He says, the Houseman name is forever tarnished in this state. I would never, capitals, capital letters, never do business with a Houseman again, and nor should you. They can be the official builder of Michigan if they do desire. Ernest was raised with every privilege and still chose to be the prodigal son. Let's list them off. Farm raised in Platte County, surrounded by upstanding morals in the community, raised in a pro-Husker community, a.k.a. not Omaha, should have learned work ethic and what it means to be a Husker walking, be a Husker walking beans, laying pipe and detasseling. Despite all these advantages, still chose to be a complete traitor and go to a Big Ten school like me chicken. Houseman is is now never welcome back in Nebraska, and the Nebraska card revoked for life. Life has choices. Choices have consequences. Ernest made his bed. Now he sleeps in it. I somehow think that Ernest is going to sleep just fine in his bed uh, at me chicken. Is there a more Nebraska name than Ernest Houseman? I don't know. <laughs> well, I you know, I read up on him. He's from, well, he grew up in Nebraska, but I think he's from Africa originally was adopted by a, a family in Nebraska, um, which wow. is an interesting story. Uh, in and, and he has to turn in his Nebraska card. That's, that's Poor tough. Guy. Yeah. Imagine being adopted and having to move to Nebraska. <laughs> well, like, no, I'll just go right back. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just, um, well, I, I have a couple of thoughts. One is I think every kid Nate needs experience laying pipe. That was just something I wanted to start off with. Not just mm-hmm. Nebraska kids, uh, but more importantly, if I got pissed at every Virginia kid who didn't go to UVA, I would literally be the angriest man on the planet. Like you can't, I understand Nebraska gets most of the kids who are in state, but like, you know, it's free market economy now. And Michigan obviously is, has been playing. They've had a couple of great seasons in a row. So I don't know, man, you can't, like saying that he's a trader and he has to turn in his Nebraska card and all that stuff, you can't get that pissed every time somebody, you know, goes to a different school. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you grow up laying pipe, you guys ever laid pipe? And I'm meaning in the farming sense. I'm oh. meaning in the agricultural no. sense. Uh, I, yeah, I was not talking agricultural sense. <laughs> That's why I was uh, the the stone face responses when I said that was. I've messed around with a hoe or two on the farm. (laughs) Look, guys, I'm keeping this strictly agricultural. Right. First, like one moment every podcast, and I'm like, what am I doing here? That's what I mean. I made a lay of pipe joke, and Joy doesn't even like make a horrified face. It's not even worth it. 
Yeah. At this point, I'm just used to y'all. Like, <laughs> doesn't even phase me. Well, the the pipeline that he's talking about is not easy work. So my point is, if you grow up doing that, you've earned your right to go to meat chicken sure if you want. That? True. Casey. Casey. Absolutely. Casey, I'm using my context clues here. He says <laughs> uh, walking beans, laying pipe, and detasseling. What's detasseling? Because a kid from Jersey has no idea what that is. I don't know. Look up walking yeah, beans in Urban that. Dictionary. That could be something, right? Ooh. I mean, that's. Yeah. I'll look it up so, since it's the only thing I'm good for. Yeah, so my point is, is he's earned his right to leave Nebraska if he wants. It seems like he's paid his dues. Um, having moved water lines myself, I can tell you that's not a fun job. Um, he calls it laying pipe. I call it moving water lines. <laughs> and it's not. It's because you're fancy, MBG. You're bougie. It's, I'm trying to keep you guys on course is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I'm trying to keep this within the G-rated uh, rating that we have. Because you would lay pipe in the gutter, so you want to keep our minds out of the gutter. <laughs> exactly, right? Casey. Exactly. Everyone has laid pipe in the gutter. So, <laughs> if I read y'all the definition of detasseling, we'd really go off. So I'm not going to do it. Well, you can't say that, Joy, and not do it now. So it's it's the it's removing the tassel at the very top of the corn plant by hand to prevent unwanted pollination. This results mm. in the plant producing pure seed. <laughs> so does laying pipe, as a matter of fact. Right. All, oh, you don't know that seed's always pure. <laughs> when the was doing it all it. works together. It's all one and the same. What was the first thing? Walking beans. Oh, you have no idea what walking beans. <laughs> so uh, would you guys like to hear the rabbit hole that this post sent me down? <laughs> So I got the one we're already on. And, and this is just further evidence that my brain is a little bit broken. So I'm reading this and I get to Ernest made his bed and it got me thinking, do you remember those Ernest movies? Oh yeah. Ernest goes to camp. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Oh, yeah, I had to go look up all the Ernest movies and there were like 20 of them. It's insane. When did like, these come out? Jail? Joy has no idea. Joy, these were before you were born. Ernest goes to Africa. Well, first Ernest appearance, 1980. North. Last appearance, 1998. So I was four. Yeah, I'm not interested. You should have an Ernest film marathon this weekend, Joy. Would be, <laughs> you I would, would rather watch um, Utah State's spring practice over and over and over again. <laughs> Utah State is just catching strays. You'd probably rather walk up and down the rows of soybeans with a machete, a hoe, <laughs> and a bean hook. hook. <laughs> I would rather detassel. I'd rather That's swipe funny. right on a dating app all day. <laughs> <sighs> well, poor oh. Ernest is never, he's never welcome back in the state of Nebraska again. His name is tarnished forever. The new Ernest Moody, Ernest, Ernest goes to me chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from that. Let's move on to what I've discovered is one of Nebraska's mortal rivals, Colorado Buffaloes. I didn't realize that the rivalry between those two schools was as heated as it is because I don't even know when the last time they played was. But they hate each other. Yeah, they do. I've discovered. I I didn't know either. It's crazy on Twitter uh, right now in particular. And I think they play each other this season, so that will be interesting. They Um, do. Early in the year, I think it's the first time in a while, but we know there's a lot of goings on at Colorado. Last time they played was 2019. Oh, and Colorado won by three. Well, Four years ago, five C's. I mean, to me, that's a long time ago, Joey. I mean, so much has happened in the last. Four years. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't know anything that happened in 2019 other than you know an Addy. So. But still, the point remains: they had they don't play each other nearly as often as as they used to. But the, the hatred still <laughs> has not subsided, apparently. So there's a lot of goings on at Colorado uh, over the last little bit, which has drawn mixed reviews. I still think most Colorado fans, in fairness, are behind Dion, as I mean, they should be at this point. But, you know, over the last few days, he sent a lot of people to the portal. And it sounds like it wasn't necessarily their choice to go to the portal. And so there were a couple posts uh, critical of Dion Sanders. First one was from an NYC ski bum. And he says, 
Wow. Has Coach Prime lost the locker room before a game is even played? And then an Andrea 1552. This was Andrea's first post on the board, which tells you that either it's a total troll or somebody that knows something and made an account just to get some something off their chest. And she says this, folks, get a clue. Dion Saunders is a narcissist. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid. He set up last year's players as scapegoats from day one, ex- excluding from videos, etc. He used them for his PR campaign. So there's at least some Colorado fans who are questioning Dion's tactics so far. Andrea fits right into the message boards with her lack of spelling. So the, welcome, Andrea. Right. Dion Saunders, yeah. She's trying to fit in, man. She, she nailed it. I mean, Dion can't lose the locker room right now because there's nobody there, right? I mean, they've got they've got like 19 players or something, you know, right now. But I mean, listen, he's not he's not scapegoating anybody. They they went one and eleven, like that. That's on them. And he came in and he said, "I'm going to get rid of all the guys here. I don't want. I'm going to bring in my own guys." That's what he's doing. I mean, I I don't know. I I guess I don't get some of the hate, not the, from these posts even necessarily, but just in general, because I think I read they had 2,000 at their spring game a year ago, and then they sold out this year, I think. They've got a ton of excitement around the program. He's going to bring in a bunch of guys who can play. I, I think this year is going to be tough, but it, he's not going to do worse <laughs> than he did last year. I don't know. I say let him cook and see what happens. It's going to be fun either way. What do you guys think, Casey and Joy? You like what Dion's doing? I just don't know how he was able to have a spring game. He should have had a spring practice, too, because I think they legitimately have 23 scholarship players now. Well, that's my question is, did he just keep these kids on? He could have a spring game, and then he lets them go? Because that's when most of them left. Is that what he said? Yeah, he said that when he got there. He said, stay until until the spring game because all the eyes will be on you, and then you can leave. I think – maybe this is just me. I don't know. I think it's normal to lose some players after a spring game. So that isn't as concerning to me as the number of players that he's losing. I think it's normal to lose two, three, four, five, whatever, because you're, it's something happens when a player visually sees, Oh, I'm not going to play. Like there's all these guys ahead of me that are much better than me. I'm going to transfer and go somewhere that I can play. But the amount of players that he has entering the portal is a little bit alarming. I said this the other day. This is probably a hot topic, but um, I'm full of hot topics always. I'm not fully, fully, fully convinced that Deion Sanders can develop talent. I think he looked really great in the SWAC, but he was recruiting miles and miles and miles ahead of everyone else in the SWAC. So he could win based on talent alone. We have yet to see Deion Sanders develop and fully absorb a talented football team. And I'm not convinced that some of the players that have been in the portal are not leaving because they don't feel like they're going to be developed. And we all, everyone loves to forget that he literally lost the SWAC championship. Like that, it's just like, we just, no one talks about it. Everyone just thinks that he was like, he's like God's gift to college football. And while he's great and he's a PR beauty and everyone loves him and he's polarizing, it's, I'm still not convinced that he's going to be able to hang and, a power five head coaching job. I'm just not fully convinced of it. I don't hate him. This is not Dion hate because people are like, Oh, you hate him. No, I just am not convinced when he convinces me. I think it's a wait and see for him. Yeah. 100% it is. But this whole narrative that he's like going to come in and win 10 games. And it's going to be like, I think that's. Like, I don't don't think they're going to win more than, I think if they win four games this year, it's a win. Like Same. I, I don't think they're going to win six yeah. games and be eligible. I think I've said that on this podcast. Oh, I don't, I don't. I think there's very little chance they're bowled. But if they win yeah. four games and they have a talent infusion, I that's a win. Like, agreed. One hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah. One hundred percent agree. I just think people have way too high expectations for what he's going to do based on yeah. what he did this whack, and I don't think that's a fair comparison. Yeah, and if I'm being not. honest, everyone else, the like, and I'm saying media, other people, just fans of Dion, have really set him up to fail because they place these really unrealistic expectations on a coach. That really, like, it would be hard for anyone to do. I mean, like, Nick Saban lost to ULM in his first year at Alabama. Like, it's just, there. it's so unrealistic. I almost am, what are y'all doing? You're setting yourselves up for complete and total failure. And I don't even think he cares. That's the best, That's what I do like about Dion, though, right? Like, oh, if they lose a bunch of games and people are giving him, he doesn't, he doesn't give a. 
Like, for what? We're going to lose games. Like, because they're not going to have the offensive and defensive lines this year they need to to win a bunch of games. They're just not. No. But no. They're, he's going to get skill position guys who want to play for him. And if he's if he stays there two or three years from now, and he, if he brings in coordinators, because he got the defensive coordinators from Bama, right? Didn't he come from Bama? Yep. He brings in guy, you know, coaches under him will let them do their thing, and he's just like the CEO and is out there bringing in talent. Yeah, I mean, I think he can do that. That's how he was coached in college with a CEO. Yeah. So. Yep. so yeah, exactly. So, but going back to one thing that you that we were talking about, if he actually told these kids, okay, stay on, play the spring game, and then you can go let people see you play the spring game, then explain this to me because there was a, a kid that played tight end from him for them named Zach Courtney, who tweeted out essentially that Dion wouldn't let him have the practice tape to be able to show coaches. So if Dion's whole idea was, okay, we'll stick around till the spring game and then you can transfer, why would he withhold the practice tape from them? It doesn't seem. He already, he already backtracked on that. Apparently. Yeah, they There's allowed a, it. something came out today that just said everyone who wants tape from prior to 2023 is going to get it. I, I think what happened. But that was that, was that only after the oh, yeah. this guy tweeted yeah. that? I mean, I think his that initial kid, stance that obviously was, was that he wasn't going to release it. And, yeah. So he was quoted in an athletic article kind of uh, saying some things that my guess is pissed some people off. And so because I think other players have gotten their tape from what I've yeah. seen. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I think there's something going on with that kid. And I think they walked it back after he tweeted that out. So. But yeah, do I think Dion's petty as hell? Yeah, like I, t- <laughs> I think I could totally see him doing that. There's no, no question about that. Also, yes. Homegirl did have one thing. Home, whoever posted that, I don't know, did have one thing right. Dion is a narcissist. We've had this whole conversation before. I don't know many Power Five college football coaches that have polarizing personalities that aren't narcissists. I literally have in my notes, name me a Power Five head coach who's not a narcissist. Who's I mean, us agreeing? Yeah, I know. Well, it's a big day, man. Well, I, I did see an interview with Dion the other day on TV where he's walking around practice with a shirt that says Prime on it. Do you ever see Nick Saban walking around with a shirt that says Saban on it or Dabo walking around with a T-shirt that says Dabo on the front? To that extent, I That's think Dion is, is much more of a narcissist or a self-promoter, I guess maybe, maybe is a better word than any that? other coach. Yeah. I mean, he's more of a self-promoter, but all these guys are narcissists, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like. I, I think you're right. I mean, maybe there are degrees of it, but but he's also going to get kids who go play for him who probably have similar personalities, right? And I bet he can manage those kids better than some other coaches can. I don't even care. It sounds like I'm pro Dion. I don't even care. I just think it's going to be fun to watch. Same. Yeah, same. Well, it is going to be interesting, but there's something that we haven't considered um, about Dion trying to recruit people to Boulder, uh, kids to Boulder, for better or for worse. <laughs> And there was a there was a poster on the TCU board, Horn Frog Blitz, a guy named Verm78. And he's not really sold on Dion. I think actually Colorado opens with TCU this year. They do. And so that's why this was a topic of conversation on the TCU board. This Verm78 said, I was born in Denver, lived in Denver for many years. Boulder is known as the cocaine capital of the U.S., Everyone gets high, high, high. Boulder is also home to the second largest satanic cult in the U.S. We know this for a fact. For one of my kids was recruited in Sunday school by the cult. We reported to the police that how we know for sure they told us. And, of course, the cult came from California, of course. course. Where else would they come from? (laughs) Progressives, whether you like them or not, control Boulder and Denver. It's too bad the mountains have to look down on such an awful place. Dion brings neon lights to shine a light on the drugged-out, haze, satanic fantasy world Boulderites live in. I would rather live in Texas. Go Frogs. So how's Dion going to overcome this, being in uh, the satanic cult capital of the United States? Well, lucky for them, I think Dion's um, ego is larger than the satanic cult. So I don't think I'll have many issues. I was yeah, wondering what the can... recruitment looks like for the satanic cults, right? Is it like recruiting in football? Like, is I wonder if they have a transfer portal? portal. Well, yeah. Apparently, it says apparently they're just... biggest, the second biggest cult. Can you transfer to the biggest one? Like if you have a big year, you know? Also, so you're transferring to Texas A&M? 
That's right. <laughs> well Those done. Colts are just trolling Sunday school classes looking for <laughs> recruits. That's why he said he'd rather live in Texas. He likes that cult better. <laughs> I just Maybe. don't know what the cult is. I mean, Boulder is a fairly progressive town. I'm not sure it um, is quite as he thinks it is. They're I'm not in the top 10, a top 10 cities in the U.S. for cocaine use, by the way. Shout out They're Phoenix. Not. No, Phoenix, uh, well, according to the very deep dive research that I did, which is looking at one website, according to that one, um, if you were to do a ton of blow, just go to Phoenix because like 23% of the people there have done it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a ton of weed in Boulder, obviously, but I don't necessarily associate cocaine with satanic cults. That's a, it's a weird, I don't know, just kind of a weird link. I got to call I, my real estate agent and tell her to stop <laughs> looking at Boulder and start looking at Phoenix. <laughs> well, one thing Dion's doing is shining a light on on this uh, satanic cult it's called the 12 tribes cult oh yeah 12 tribes is it is it in boulder is it in boulder do they grow their own cocaine i mean look at their homepage. it looks like a cult there we go oh it's in boulder nice i mean boulder is a weird place i don't think it's as weird as like berkeley per se have i told you guys about the time i went to a game in berkeley no, Are there spitballs involved. Oh no! So I went, <laughs> I went to watch Tennessee play at Cal, and Cal was doing some remodeling to their stadium at the football stadium at the time, which meant they had to take out some trees. Which there were some people there, students at Cal, that did not want the trees out. So what they were doing was living in the trees, which were inside the stadium. So when you went in the stadium, there were trees, and there were these students living in the trees and they were naked no clothes on and they had a bucket that they would use for the bathroom that their friends would just they would uh bring the bucket down and then they would go empty it and then they would put food up to them and you had like five or six naked people just living in the trees inside the football stadium why were they naked when did they go to class was there there significance to the nudity I don't know. This is this is Berkeley. I mean, this is Cal. This and this is probably exactly what you're going to get in Boulder. This it's probably some satanic cult up in a tree. Is Berkeley number two for cocaine use? (laughs) Okay, now that's a wild place. If you guys have ever been to Berkeley, that place is wild. People pooping in buckets in trees sounds way worse than a satanic cult. To be honest with you, I'd much rather have a satanic cult in my neighborhood. Yeah, sign me up there. If you have an FAQ on your website and one of the FAQs is, are you a cult? You're probably a cult. Do you watch TV? No. Oh, I could never be in there. Ooh. So to take this all the way back to the beginning, I don't think Clemson or FSU really fit into the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> the culture. It doesn't seem like a natural fit to me. <laughs> can't spell cult without culture, or can't spell culture without cult. <laughs> Jokes are funny when they delivered correctly. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Uh-huh.